Hello and welcome back to the Savvy Business Consultant Podcast. I am Sherry, also known as Purple Mom. And today I have a special guest here, a little rock star RN baddie, <laughs> Wendy Crowley. 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 Just want to make sure I say that last name correctly. Um, and we're going to um, talk about some symptoms and and some would you call that autoimmune yeah as well Mm -hmm. um that she's dealing with and how she's dealing with it in our in our health coaching circle so on that note i'm going to introduce you to wendy wendy take it away tell us a little bit who you are and how you discovered what you have yeah thanks for having me Um, I'm actually um, a nurse, an RN, and I've been a nurse for probably about five years or so. And right around the time that I was going um, through nursing school and finishing up, I started having a lot of, um, I guess, low thyroid symptoms. Um, Fatigue, my skin was itching all the time, my hair was falling out. had some some GI issues going on some constipation things like that and um, I was pushing through just trying to make sure that I made it through nursing school but I did have um, my thyroid checked several times by some um, just the general practitioner and it was coming back all my labs were coming back normal and I was told that there was nothing wrong I needed to drink more water and so Finally, I kind of came to my wit's end and ended up going to a functional medicine doc, nurse practitioner, actually, um, on the recommendation of a friend of mine. Okay. And that's when I got a more of a thorough panel, thyroid panel drawn, which included some antibodies. Um, and they came back positive. So I was low thyroid and I had um, antibodies present against my thyroid, which is Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Um, which is an autoimmune disease, basically. I had been having kind of been told I had leaky gut for a while, for years. I had some some food allergies to corn and and mill kind of leading up to it. You know, I, I didn't take it seriously. I did not cut that out of my diet, you know, when I found out. And um, I think it was all the stress I had in my life, too, actually, to be honest. Um, going through nursing school, going through a divorce, going through... A brand new job um, at a hospital as a brand new nurse. Very, very, very stressful time for me. At one point, I thought I had like an ulcer. My stomach was hurting so bad. So, um, so that began my journey um, of trying to figure out what this is. What did I need to do? Why did this happen to me? I kind of had a pity party. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like generally I was a healthy person. Um, you know, I think I ate healthy was active very active actually with my girlfriends um doing lots of you know races and hiking and I played hockey and you know I was active so um and then one of the things that the doctor told me that I needed to do was to stop doing those endurance things because I was stressing my body out more and it was that was a like a gut punch too because that's what I did for um recreation yeah Yeah, that was my that was my fun time and that was how I connected with my friends there wasn't very much that we did together that didn't involve something active so um so that was hard but 
So I've been on this journey, this Hashimoto's journey, this autoimmune journey for the last four years, maybe four and a half years. Um, and also alongside of that, you know, um, I kind of decided that nursing wasn't really for me. I wasn't feeling, feeling very fulfilled in that role. And then of course with COVID um, happening, made things very, very stressful at the hospital and was actually ruining my health. Um, so that was a double whammy. So I ended up, you know, leaving the hospital. I'm not at the bedside anymore. And I am in a functional medicine doctor's office as a nurse and a health coach just recently. Um, and I just got my certification as a integrative nutrition health coach. So I get to take my experiences that I've had, um, and I've had some, some ups and downs with this for sure, and I've learned a lot about um, the stress on the body. Mm-hmm. And once you have an autoimmune disease, you're likely to have another one possibly, or um, have flare-ups of oh, yeah. that. You, know, you can put it in remission, but you can, you're always at risk of having a flare um, at times too, so it's it's been a really good learning experience for me and I can take into consideration everything I learned from my nursing and all the things that that I saw in the community and all the health problems that I saw you know in the community and there it's kind of funny you know coming from Alaska the the general population in Alaska have a lot of common um, health issues that are different than the general population down here in North Carolina you know it's it's, um, it's a little bit different, but so I got to learn, I've learned a lot and I, and I love the experience that I had in the hospital. Um, but I am really looking forward to shifting it to mostly health coaching. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Wow. Well, you definitely have the, um, life experiences to really hone in to talk about because of your experiences and um and you also are a mom right yeah I have three boys they're grown yeah now um so they're they're you know starting their adult lives which Mm -hmm. is awesome and I love to see um but I do I do believe when they were little is when I first started having my my thyroid symptoms um you know and that's one of the triggers for low thyroid or even Hashimoto's is um pregnancy anything that's kind of stressing the body out um but you know when you're a mom and you have all these these kids running around you're always tired and you just think i'm just this yeah. is why i'm tired yeah. you know yeah. like it's i should be tired i'm running after these three kids and they're just so busy and um <laughs> yeah. you know not really being able to really like stop for a second and really listen to my body mm. um i didn't i feel like maybe i didn't have time to to stop and listen to my body. I was so busy. So it did probably go on for longer than I, than it needed to. I, I'm going to jump in here on just to piggyback on what you just said as we, as women do get so busy because we do a lot. And like you said, um, with your, when your children are small and you know, you did feel tired and you didn't even relate it to maybe something's going on within me versus okay I suppose I feel like this because I'm running around with three kids yeah and when you just said I 
listening to the body. The body is, and you know, I'm like, I love the, the body's freaking amazing. It sure is. If you treat it right, <laughs> take care of it, fuel it right, it can take care of itself. And now you as a, a health coach as well, how are, or do you see that the food could probably play a part in this some shape, form, or fashion? For sure. Um, you know, when I was younger, raising my boys, I didn't really know a lot about nutrition except for just what how my mom cooked. And I would say that we probably were eating the standard American diet, you know. And, you know, you get busy and then you're kind of eating out more often when you have all these activities to go to. And I definitely think that that could have played a role. And that plays a role for a lot of young moms. Um, trying to balance that, you know, try to figure out how to how to prepare healthy meals for their children on the go, things yeah. that are easy to take on the go. And for def definitely for me, I think that was a contributing factor. I had a, an allergy test done one time and it showed that I was allergic to corn, which is in everything, everything. and dairy. And you know, what did I do with that information? Nothing. I went and I had my lattes for years. I was not really wanting or willing to cut dairy out of yeah. my diet. It was yeah. such a big deal for me. And I just kind of refused to do that. So, but so the reason why I went into the allergist was because I was having some, some post-nasal drips and constantly clearing my throat and stuff. And that was definitely the dairy getting at me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was the reason why I went in. And then I felt like, you know, when they tell me, oh, you can't have dairy, I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to deal with that post-nasal drip. <laughs> it is not worth giving up my yeah. cheese, and it's just the I understand. To, it's here to stay. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I also um, discovered that um, dairy, because I like a cheese and wine every now and then, yeah. and a cracker. And, yeah. But what I've learned as I got older is... I'm gonna so I'm gonna be, you know that something, yeah. <laughs> <make> something <laughs> at that following day and are sneezing. Mm -hmm. I noticed I will start sneezing that morning, and it's like, wow, this yeah. really is the body saying, maybe I ate too much. Okay, yeah. because we know you're supposed to eat in moderation. Yeah. But you know when you're socializing and reviving and everything, yeah. it's like yeah. Yeah. And that cheese is like, yes. And then the next day, it's just like, what the hell? Now yeah. you got to deal with it, you know? Yeah, you have to have your cheese hangover, the nice day. Cheese hangover. <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you're weighing your pros and cons, right? Like, am I going to have cheese. this second glass of wine? Yes. Or am I going to have this third glass of wine? Cheese and, hangover. You know, you're weighing it out. You know, you're like, how am I going to feel the next day? You're like, okay, I don't think it's worth it. Well, we have to make those decisions sometimes with our with our cheese, too. Yes. Right? Or the gluten for me. And oh. honestly, I would rather cheat on a cheese than a gluten. Gluten will tear me up the next day. And it will last for days and days. So, um, I have, like, if somebody, an outsider was looking at me, they would say, you are on a really restricted diet. And I, you know, as a health coach, I don't necessarily recommend the same diet that I'm on, you know, to start out with, but I don't feel restricted in them for the most part. I, this is a four year journey yeah. of cutting out things and adding things in and replacing things. And I don't feel like I'm missing out. Um, and it, you know, in my home, I control my home environment very well. So I just don't even have the things in the house that I can't have, mm -hmm. or I don't even want to say that I can't have, I'm choosing not to have them. 
you know, I do have gluten in my house. I have a 16 year old boy and I have milk in the house, regular milk. And honestly, sometimes he just drinks my coconut milk and his cow's milk goes bad, but <laughs> I, but I do have it in the house and it doesn't bother me because I've just no. chosen. Like I've like, I've, I've done it. I've hit rock bottom. I've had to come up from that and I do it again. It finally gets to that point where you're just like, it's not worth it. Yeah. You know, it's just not worth yeah. it. And, and I have, um, so I feel in the place that I'm at, I feel pretty good with my diet. Awesome. Awesome. I don't feel rest restricted. But, you know, when you're talking to new clients that are just starting out on their journey, it can seem very restrictive. Yes. Um, and just asking to, you know, maybe just cutting out one thing or just a couple things at a time and going through that grieving process where they, you know, they're grieving it. And sometimes there's an addictive um, withdrawal, honestly, from cheese and gluten both. There's some testing that we do at our office that can test for the, um, basically, the addictive process of gluten and are you addicted to gluten so we talk about that kind of with dairy that's kind of a common known fact with with dairy and the casein and the um the the actual addictive properties to it but I feel like maybe it's just me but I had not heard that so much with gluten but boy when you walk by a bakery and they're making some fresh bread <laughs> it sure it sure does get your attention and uh but, yeah, where I'm at and where, you know, I start out with my clients, I'm sure you're the same way, is um, baby steps. Baby you know, steps. Baby steps. One day at a time as well as it becomes a lifestyle. Yeah. It definitely becomes a lifestyle. No, There's just no quick fix anything. I don't know mm -hmm. what people think it is. You can guess. You can, you can swallow a bunch of pills. There's No. You got to do the work. You got to... Um, go further that mindset yeah woo yeah that mindset is huge when you really want to heal your body your life your gut yeah there's so um, much research out there that shows oh, yes. how powerful the mind is yeah over the body oh yeah oh yeah and and yeah. And, and, and also with the um i'm not a tv person you got who for people that know me know i don't watch the tv but it does they they show the commercials that make the mind the brain trigger that individual to go get those hot french fries mm -hmm. that, have, that has sugar and salt on them mm -hmm. to um make you want to go and get those hot french fries and drive down the street with a handy and the, the <laughs> bag and the french fries is gone before you get to where we, your next destination that it's it's a marketing as it well is. marketing and um, something else, um, do you feel, because I know my body doesn't process foods the way it used to, it, yeah, same yeah. thing? Yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. And, you know, it's kind of interesting when you cut something out of your diet and then you go and back and have it, how much more of a reaction you have than you ever thought you would. Um, but, yeah, there's certain things that um, I just, I my body does not handle and, it, and oddly, it, for me, it grains. My body doesn't like really any of the grains. And that's pretty restrictive to cut grains out. But I honestly don't miss it anymore. And I'm, I'm tired of fighting it. Yeah. And some people might say, oh, well, um, you, that's that's a gut issue. Like, these, this food sensitivity is probably, you know, a gut issue. And there might be. I feel very good um, 
gut-wise, and I probably am always going to be working on making sure that I maintain a healthy gut. But at this point, if you if I'm eating something and it doesn't, and I don't feel good afterwards, oh yeah, then then I don't need it. Oh you yeah, know? it's not necessarily <laughs> for me. Yep. I get my um, I get my fiber and my calories and you know my macros from other sources. Yes. And I am just fine. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, um, thank you for sharing all that valuable information. Um, to our wonderful audience out there. Um, if there is one or one or two things that you would like to say as far as, I'm gonna say listening to your body, um, what is something that you'd like to share with the audience that they can start a, today if they choose to um, feel better? I think, um really taking the time to sit down and maybe just isolate yourself from the rest of the family just for a little bit and just listen to your body because your body is telling you things your body tells you if you're bloated if you have a little rash you have a little tickle in your throat um maybe a little anxiety going on you know a lot of times that's something in your environment whether it be your food whether it be um that glade plug-in uh-huh. in the corner yes whether it be that bleach you know it's you pour it on the laundry or whatever you know there's there's all these these things in our environment that are harming us and the way that you can kind of pinpoint those is how do you feel immediately after right and um just listening to your body and slow it down because we're all moving at oh yeah 100 miles an hour all the time life is so busy um and you know we're not too busy. We should not be too busy to listen to our body. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Because it can just go downhill, uh, spiral downhill. And then I think, you know, a- another thing, um, try something new. There's so much information out there, you know, just try. I- I'm always trying something. You know, I'll try a recipe or I'll try <laughs> yeah. cutting something out of my diet, you know, yeah. for like I can do it for a month. Um, and, and just see how you feel. Yeah. Like you can experiment on your own self. I would not experiment with herbs, medicinal herbs. Do not, <laughs> do not experiment with medicinal herbs on your own, but you know, just, you know, try cutting dairy out, try cutting gluten out for months and just see how you feel or get yourself a health coach. That's and, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They can help you through that. Yes. Sometimes those, this it's hard. It's, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult yes. to do. Yeah. So, but yeah, health coaches awesome. are great. They're they're your best your best um, cheerleader. Yeah, let's your go. Advocate, your accountability, yeah. your resource. So, all right. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I will um, post um, where people can get information for your services that you offer as well. Um, and one more thing that before we sign off, guys, um, as a former Weight Watcher leader, um, one of those hats I wore, um, <laughs> get you a little notepad. And as Wendy had mentioned, when you cut out something, give yourself five days, seven days, or 10 days, or 30 days, but keep track of it so you can see how you feel, um, your emotions, uh, the weather you'll be surprised the sodium intake that you take in. You'll be surprised how 
so much goes into the wear and the tear of this beautiful body of ours that it's just, you just have to listen to it, take care of it, nurture it. So on that note, I am going to sign off now as the Savvy Business Consultant discussing health, healing health practices. (laughs) Um, And I will be back with you guys soon. So stay tuned. Thank you.